0: Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. It's the fifth day of October. I'm Paul, and we are continuing our. Well, actually, we're done with the intro as um, the intro to the Gospel of Luke as a reflection of say time, place, authorship, characteristics, date, all that stuff. I'm done with that. We did a couple days of it, but we're not really done with the intro because Luke does his own intro um, in a way that is quite unique. The Gospels. I think you'll know what I mean when when we read the first four verses, and I'll give you a little heads up. This is probably four verses in a Gospel that you've never heard preached. I've been in church for 46 years, been around ministers' ministry literally my entire life. I've preached for 30 plus years. And I've never preached the first four verses of the Gospel of Luke. I've only used them if I was teaching this book and just read right through them as an intro. They're so they're so little talked about that they sound they don't even sound like they come from the Bible. I hope you understand what I mean. I'm gonna read from the New King James, but then we're gonna do a little look at the ESV because there's a there's some wording in the in the New King James and the King James that Really lead us off the trail just a little bit. Let me read the four verses. Inasmuch as many have taken in hand to set in order a narrative of those things which have been fulfilled among us, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word delivered them to us, it seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write to you an orderly account, most excellent Theophilus that you may know the certainty of those things in which you were instructed. See what I mean? You probably haven't had too much familiarity with those words. uh, That first verse starting with, inasmuch as many have taken in hand, is quite an interesting thing. Now, I'll get to the thing that leads us off the trail just a little bit in a moment. Before that, let's take a look at this as a whole, this opening paragraph, and that's what it is is written in Greek in a way that's reminiscent of the classical Greek style back in the sort of the Greek poets and philosophers, the kind of opening that would be at the beginning of a book for wide circulation written in Greek. Luke addresses Theophilus, explains why he is writing the story, which is much like John does, where John does it at the end of the Gospel of John. Remember, and we talk about this, I always talk about this when we study the Gospels, because I want—I I don't want you to see the Gospels as a biographical sketch. They were not writing chronological history. They were not writing biographical history. Remember when we started Mark, Mark opens with the beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And so Mark believes he's giving you the start of, of the good news or the evangelion of Jesus, the pronouncement of Jesus, the anointed, the son of God. John, near the end of John, says that he wrote these things so that you may believe on his name, so that you may believe in him and that believing on his name, you would have life. So John has an agenda and says, this is my agenda. Luke has an agenda. In fact, that's not shocking. All writers have an agenda. They write for a reason. Luke is writing according to his introduction because a lot of people have started to write things down. Many have taken in hand to set in order a narrative of the things which have been fulfilled among us. So there's probably a lot of writings from the first century that have been lost to us or fragmentary writings. I would even imagine that Paul gets a lot of what he hears or understands about Jesus from some of those now lost glimpses into the stories of Jesus, those fragmentary writings. Luke admits in verse 2 that he's not an eyewitness, so he was not one of the 12 disciples. He was not someone who walked with Jesus. In that respect, Luke is very much like Paul, even though we, as we said yesterday, there's not evidence that Paul led Luke to Christ, but he's a lot like Paul in that he's not in that immediate generation that actually saw, touched, or talked with Jesus, but he's in the same generation with those people. He's one people removed from that. And it. Luke says, it seemed good to me. And here's where I say I think it leads us a little bit astray in the English, having had perfect understanding. That's a uh, that's a pretty poor translation. It, the ESV, gets, I think, gets closer to the Greek, because the Greek is much closer to accurately followed. I've been actively paying attention. The ESV says, It seemed good to me also having followed all things closely for some time past to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus. So there's no one that has perfect understanding. That's If you read this in the English and then walk away thinking, that that's possible. I don't think it is. I don't think any of us have perfect understanding in that we we have it all figured out. That's that's not Not only do we not have it all figured out, I don't think it's possible on this side to have it all figured out because we're only seeing half the coin. We're not in the entire realm of the spirit. But also, it's not supposed to be our goal to have it all figured out. I know in this age of information, we think that being right and having things figured out is part of our responsibility. I, I think that's a great deception. Having things figured out is not part of our responsibility as humanity. Loving, caring for those around us is part of our responsibility. We don't have to understand everything, but we have to treat our fellow man as if they matter. We, In the midst of that, we're not going to understand everything. So even understanding everything doctrinally is not the end goal for all of us in our journeys. And then finally, Luke says to Theophilus that you may know the certainty of those things in which you were instructed. And so you may know the certainty is not the same thing as perfect understanding. Notice this contrast. To have perfect understanding is to have no more questions. To be certain is to be sure. And as we just posted a few weeks ago, the sermon, Can You Be Sure? The answer is yes. In fact, the Christian faith is grounded in the certainty of the resurrected Jesus. And so that becomes the purpose of the Gospel of Luke. Now, tomorrow we will get into the first story that Luke decides to tell. It is unique to Luke. No one tells it quite the way that he does. And we'll get into the backdrop and the first few verses of it tomorrow. Have a great day. God bless.